0: Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Common Sense Leadership is an influencer podcast that will make you think, laugh, and act. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend to also listen and subscribe. Now, let's join our host, Dr. L.D. Bennett.
1: Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. I am, as you know, super stoked to come to you today. And you know what? I, I decided to do something a little different. Uh, If you notice, I have more of a nature, kind of really green background. Our theme for June and most of July is invest now for greatness tomorrow. Invest now for greatness tomorrow. That's deep, isn't it? It's like, you know, okay, what's coming next, LD? Well, I had an epiphany, and and I want to share my epiphany very briefly. I had an epiphany the last couple of uh, weeks, I guess, really looking at things are are really going well. And I started thinking about my next chapter. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? How do I want to do that? And how do I want to show up? And so thinking about my next chapter, I thought to share with you some of the things that I am considering and really taking to heart. And I'd like for you to do that as well. So many of the people that I talk to, people that I uh, that are a part of facilitations that I'm doing, executive coach, coaching clients that I'm working with, and various people that I see whenever I'm out and about, and people are constantly talking about, well, I'm thinking about what's next. And the more I talked to other people about their next, I started thinking more seriously about my next chapter. It was a situation where I was thinking about my next chapter and I said, how do I want to show up? But how do I want to be in this next chapter? And so I started thinking more about resilience. I started thinking more about my health and wellness, a really more thoughtful look at how I approach that next chapter and how I prepare for that. So I started doing some things on my side, talking to my my doctor, my primary care doctor, talking to some other folks that I work with uh, around looking at at how I'm showing up and how I can show up at my best. And so what I'm doing uh, for uh, this podcast and for the 16th, so it will be two podcasts this month. One of my great friends at CCL, uh, Dr. Pete Ronane, and I wanted him to come back on to talk about resilience? And how do I burn brighter as opposed to burning out? And that will be in a two-part conversation that I'll have with him. And I, I I love the way Pete looks at how resilient we are. How do we recharge? How do we get ready for what's next? And I really want you to lean into that. So that, that will be a two-part conversation, June 2 and June 16th. June 30 and July 14th, I have two of my great, great friends. Uh, We used to work together at CCL, uh, but their insight and their knowledge and their expertise just brings so much meaning uh, to health and wellness. Uh, Dr. Sharon McDowell Larson and Dr. Mary Berry. Uh, Mary Berry and Sharon will will talk you through how you can make health and wellness work for you. I went back and listened to their, their interview And I wanted to share that with you because they gave us some bite-sized pieces of things that we could do to really get ourselves into the best possible shape that we can be. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to be a triathlete like Sharon, but you can show up as your best self. And that's what I'm looking at. And I wanted to share that with you. So remember our theme for this month and next month is invest now for greatness tomorrow. I'm sharing with you because I'm taking this all in for myself. I'm super, super excited about you being with us today. And I want you to share this uh, this podcast, the link, and uh, also the, the connections with others. Because as we move, we certainly want to take our friends along with us. And I'm certainly happy that you're with us on this journey around health and wellness, and around resilience because that is so critical for us. Our mental health and our physical health, our spiritual and our emotional health depends on us being resilient and us being healthy and for us being well as we go into, like me, that next chapter. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend and a great upcoming month. June is a great month. Enjoy the rest of your day. I am so, so excited to have my good friend, Dr. Pete Ronane on. Pete, welcome.
0: Thanks so much, Yaldi. Really kind uh, intro and welcome. Great to see you to kick off the new year and uh, immediately brings back great memories of us in the the classroom, learning from each other, and to your uh, point, helping to bring joy and, and power to participants in the room. So thanks so much for having me. Great to see you.
1: Uh, You as well, Pete. And again, I am so excited because you do some phenomenal work around neuroscience and leadership. But before we get to that, I would like for you, if you would, share your leadership journey uh, with the team. You have such an interesting uh, background and that leadership journey that I'd like for you to share with our audience, if you would, please.
0: Yeah, sure, happy to. And it's a little, a little eclectic and and nonlinear. So there's there's hope for people who aren't quite sure what they want to be when they uh, when they grow up. So uh, yeah, my my career kind of started off with an interest in in all things international. Uh, way back when in undergraduate days, I was a I was a French major, uh, and then did some work in uh, in international development with organizations that that supported the United Nations. Uh, from there thought, you know, time to go to, go to grad school and pr- pursue this at another level. So, uh, traveled down here to, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, where I am right now to go to the University of Virginia and get a PhD in international affairs, worked in that area for a while, uh, and then shifted into, um, teaching international affairs for a small federal institute that's here in Charlottesville that also focused on leadership. And leadership development for senior level government officials. Uh, That began a a second or third transition, if you will, uh, from the international relations space into the executive development and leadership development space. So I I did that there for for 15 years, serving as a faculty member and uh, as the dean. And then I had the great fortune about eight years ago uh, to join the organization that you and I know so well, which is the Center for Creative Leadership, uh, and and work with leaders at, at all levels, and in all sectors to, to help them bring their best selves to their work, to their teams, to their organizations, and, and to their lives at home. So in a nutshell, that's my strange eclectic journey. And along the way, I definitely grew an interest in brain science broadly defined and how it can help us understand performance, teams, communication, uh, creativity, everything that we want to do to, to bring our best selves. So that's where the that sort of neuro leadership piece started to, started to come in.
1: Oh, thank you, Pete, for saying that. And you know what, I am glad you mentioned the neuroscience around leadership. What I'd like for you to do is to talk a little bit more about uh, our brain and how that functions and how it really helps us in leadership. And just as a point, I think that sometimes when we find ourselves not communicating and not interacting with others, we can find ourselves almost taking our brains for granted you know like really sometimes abusing our brains because <laughs> we're not paying close enough attention so will you talk a little bit more about neuroleadership and about the brain and the thing that it really is so passionate you're so passionate about
0: sure and i love the way you you phrased that that we kind of lose sight of our brain or we or we take it for granted you know in the in the work that that you and i get to do and in the space of leadership development in general Self-awareness is, is essential uh, to that. And what I've come to really appreciate, and people in and leadership programs, I think, find this as well, that you can't be fully self-aware without being brain aware. It's, it's impossible. And so many of us do walk around on a daily basis taking this amazing operating system for granted. Uh, and as you alluded to many times, creating conditions inadvertently through some habits and routines that we have that actually diminish the operating system's ability to function at its peak. So self-awareness and brain awareness go, go hand in hand, understanding what your brain needs so that you can then show up as your best self most consistently. Uh, Neuroleadership really just takes some of the core findings that we get every day uh, about the brain. We, we are living in a neurocentric era, meaning we are learning so much more about the brain in ways that are very relevant and applicable to our day-to-day lives. So there's neuromarketing, there is uh, neuroeconomics, uh, there's of course all the disparate fields of neuroscience, but what we're talking about is borrowing all of the best findings from brain science to help us better understand ourselves, the people who are around us, how our brains respond to change, what they require for peak performance, and then turning that into meaningful, impactful uh, behaviors. So that's sort of neuroleadership broadly defined.
1: I love it. You know, I was really into it and then you stopped. So so talk <laughs> a little bit more about, you know, we, we are dealing with a lot of uh, teams in hybrid situations. Uh, we're dealing with some people that are making decisions like I don't know if I will ever return to the office, and talk about if you will, Pete. How does this pandemic play into how we are responding in terms of our neural leadership and how we're dealing with uh, people on our teams and how we're showing up uh, regarding our brain and our brain si- and that brain science?
0: Yes. So what you're hitting on LD is the simple fact of the felt experience of so many people right now that, that we are in an unprecedented level of turbulence and uncertainty, uh, right now. Uh, and, and, and it certainly starting with the, with the COVID pandemic, et cetera, but in many ways it it predates that predates that. But if you think just back to, to March, uh, a, a year ago, um, What's changed since then and the level of uncertainty about when will the pandemic end? When can work, quote, return to normal? When will I not be just living at work all all the time, which is really what a lot of people are doing right now? When will we bounce back economically? Um, Am I going to continue to, to have a job? When will school return to normal for kids? like It is an unbelievable amount of uncertainty. And so one core neuroleadership principle or just brain principle uh, that the various fields of neuroscience consistently reaffirm is our brains don't love uncertainty at all. Our brains are prediction machines. They love to know what's coming next. And there are a variety of reasons for for that. Predictability and patterns uh, mean comfort, uh, mean something is known, uh, requires the brain to expend a lot less energy, et cetera, Uh, and so uncertainty really, really is unmooring and destabilizing to to the brain, and the kind of chronic uncertainty that we've been experiencing for almost a year now, one way to think about it is it's almost like a background app on your phone that's running, and you don't even know it, and it's draining down energy. Uh, Chronic uncertainty like we're experiencing right now is just like that. Your brain is ruminating. Your brain is wondering. Your your brain on its own is kind of looking for something certain and something predictable. And that is, is an energy draw. And so in many ways, unbeknownst to so many of us, there is a certain level of drain and exhaustion that all of this uncertainty is causing. And then where it becomes particularly important and acute for many people is when they aren't doing anything meaningful and regular to recharge themselves and to help replenish that that energy loss. Because your, your brain is an operating system and just like your car or an IT system, it requires power to fuel it. And a lot of us have habits or are out of the habit of regularly doing those things to recharge our brains. And so to keep up with that kind of technology example and background apps running on your phone, There are so many of us who pay more attention on any given day to the battery level or the recharge level of our devices. Like when your smartphone gets to 33%, you're like, oh my gosh, I need a battery pack, I gotta plug in. But how many times a day do we check in with ourselves and say, you know what? I am at 33%, I haven't done anything to recharge for three or four hours, I need to do something uh, so that then my best self can show up. So many people have, have days, like hours on end, that they just perform, they perform, they work, they work. And that, is, that does not create optimal conditions for, for peak performance. And in particular, when there's this additional drain of uncertainty lurking in the background.
1: Wow. Talk a little bit about, I know you talked about uncertainty. Talk a little bit about the impact of stress on on this machine, on this device, this system that we have, talk about stress, and then if you would uh, talk to us about how we can, what kinds of things we can do uh, to help with this recharging that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so 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 stress is really interesting, and not just to the brain, but to the sort of this entire uh, so our our whole well being. Stress is is profoundly negative, uh, and really what we're talking about is. When we have a negative response to outside pressure, that's what, that's what stress is. Stress is our, our internal response. And so when you're in a stress state, when you're constantly worrying or, or what people call ruminating. And so ruminating is either is replaying past events and attaching negative emotion to them. Like I wish I had said this to LD in that meeting or gosh, if only, you know, like replaying it in a negative way Uh, rumination is also thinking about the future and worrying about it Uh, again negative emotion attached to that which is different than planning for the future and different from reflecting about the past and then moving on that kind of rumination uh is what stress really starts to look like and and it it creates a stress response in our bodies and when that happens adrenaline gets dumped into our systems because our our brains feel uh those those memories and that recall kind of as if we're we're reliving it. Your brain is an amazing time travel machine. And it and and when you're not careful, it's remarkable how much time you spend thinking about the past or worrying about the about the future. And and you're not present. You're actually not focused on what's in front of you. But when we do that, adrenaline gets dumped into our system, the, the stress hormone cortisol gets dumped into our system. And that's an evolutionary design to get you ready to respond, right? To get you ready to do some uh fight or flight or freeze. The problem is this system isn't designed to be chronically in that in that space, to be in a stress response mode and an anxiety mode all the time. That is really negative and has a a, a very um, detrimental effect to our um, to our overall wellness and certainly uh, to our cardiovascular health uh, and to our immune systems. And besides, it just it just makes you feel lousy, right? Uh, there, there's a reason why. Uh, the World Health Organization just over a year ago uh, classified burnout as uh, as an official syndrome a a world and and a worldwide epidemic because burnout it comes hand in hand with that stress that you were talking about and it comes hand in hand with the anxiety and rumination we're talking about burnout is characterized by in- increased feelings of of cynicism and negativity about work not the joy that you want to to talk about it's uh, associated with feelings of, of exhaustion uh, and just disengagement from, from work. And, and finally, burnout is about your overall efficiency and productivity goes down. Uh, so all of those things conspire uh, when we're feeling constant stress, et cetera, to, to shift us into that burnout space. Thank you for joining Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Visit our website, commonsenseleadership.org, for more details. See you next week.